Lindsay here. What if I told you, you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it. It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved, and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. I have some exciting news, and that is that my fourth book, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, is officially available to order for presale. So this tiny book packs a punch. It has all different chapters for all the areas of your life. And within each chapter, there are manifesting exercises, rituals, techniques, practices, basically all my favorite ways to manifest. So you have guided meditations, you have scripts for scripting, you have exercises for releasing resistance around whatever the blockage is for whatever you're trying to manifest. Pretty much all my favorite tricks, tips, and tidbits on manifestation are in this book. So go check it out. My pocket guide to manifestation. You can pre-order it wherever books are sold um, and it's available May 10th. So if you pre-order, you'll probably get it on or around May 10th. Very exciting stuff. Happy manifesting. Let me know how it goes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another awesome episode of High Vibe in It. I don't usually introduce the show. It's Lindsay here and Kelsey has terrible internet. So I'm the one that's doing terrible, (laughs) but this is a really good one. And we are so excited. It's been a long time coming part two, I guess you could say of the lovely Alea here today. (laughs) I think that's what you call yourself. So I just thought I'd jump on it. Hi, it's so good to see you back. If you guys remember, we had her on I don't even know when, like a year and a half, a year ago, at least so much has changed with all of us. And I just can't wait to dive in. There's some great themes going on right now. I got uh, an idea that this is going to be awesome. So welcome again to the show. How have you been doing? Tell us everything. You know, I'm doing, I'm, what do they say? I'm blessed. (laughs) Blessed, not stressed. Um, We're trying not (laughs) to be blessed. Blessed and stressed. Yeah, (laughs) that's how I feel. The world seems to be crumbling and at the same time coming together. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing our best with perspective Mm -hmm. uh, in this household right now. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Perspective, right? Oh my gosh. Wasn't that the drinking game? (laughs) That was the drinking game. And then it became how, how quickly in the episode, Kelsey would drop an F-bomb. That's what the (laughs) game became (laughs) after that. <laughs> but so far, so good. So I know that before um, we started the show, we were talking a little bit about what you wanted to touch on today. Um, but first, why don't we why don't we catch up with you? What have you been up to? What's been going on? And yeah. you know, all of it. <laughs> well, um, lately I have been in this really interesting space where I'm trying really hard to learn how not to play small and to really like tap into what it is that's been calling my heart for a really long time. And so I've decided that I'm going to be more open with my channeling. Um, I've already had a very long standing connection as a medium or intuitive, but um, for most of my life, I've always had kind of like a stream of consciousness that I've been talking to. And it's almost like coming out of the closet a little bit to be like, oh, hey, I'm talking to these voices and this is what I hear. And normally they speak when I'm doing my solo podcast episodes, but it's more in like a flow state and not in like a question answer conversational kind of thing. And so um, I'm going to start doing more with that. And I'm really excited about it and also terrified at the same time. Uh, In addition to that, I started a mystery school, which I was so excited about because I have pulled together a community of, of people who are interested in the mystic arts and interested in being able to practice more of their gifts, but more so just learn about their own intuition, find community, find other people to talk with and be like, Whoa, I had this really weird dream. Do you have dreams? Like, you know, and creating kind of like a spiritual Instagram, basically, like we have our own like social network where we talk to each other every day. And that has been so life-giving to me. It, it feels like it's my aha moment. 
like of this. Okay. Okay. I get it now. This is how I'm to move through the world a little bit. And like, you get, you know, how, like when the universe or spirit kind of starts to, to move you along in different ways and, and they take you up a step and then you take up a new step and a new step. And I can start to see now the foundation building itself uh, upon itself through these kind of channeled ideas. And so um, that's been really exciting. And while that's been going on, I've been having these extremely, extraordinarily different, difficult challenges in my home life. And what's really interesting is about the, the year that I talked to you guys, I was in the middle of this like grand manifestation and I had called in a partner and a baby and a home and um, all these really amazing progressions in my career. And then I had all this healing that needed to happen behind those things. You know, people always think that when you get your manifestations, then everything's hunky-dory and you're great. And it's like, no, it's, it's the leveling up of, of, you know, to the next thing of what you need to heal. And each one of those manifestations tend to bring with it some kind of lesson, some kind of, you know, enlightenment, if you will. And so I'm, I'm going through each one of those manifestations and learning what it means to expand uh, and trying really hard not to put any judgment on that. Uh, becoming a mother has been extraordinary and so hard um, to, to have to sacrifice. Like I can't sleep when I fucking want to, you know, like I can't sleep when I want to like something so basic. Um, and then just seeing, you know, the kind of work around or how much sacrifice is involved, um, not just with, uh, a child born from me, but also my stepchildren and having to deal with external circumstances and that, that comes with and learning how to put other people first <laughs> above my own needs, above my bath time, above my, you know, um, things that I want to do in my life. And so that's been extraordinarily challenging and also very, very growth giving. So it has been a whirlwind again of another year. That's kind of just how my life is. Like everything's yeah. in a whirlwind and it's like, it's never really like a slow time any time. Um, but it's, it's almost like, especially during this time, I feel very much. So a lot of people are going through a quick catch up and it's like, Hey, let's get you up to speed about where you need to be at what's happening in this world. So you can be prepared and ready for what it is that you need to do next. And everybody's kind of feeling that. I think that fast forward where we're all just trying to catch our breath. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think that that's definitely a theme right now. I do want to ask, um, as a fellow mother, welcome to the club, by the way. Uh, I got three hours of sleep last night and my kid's five. That's the, that, that was the troublemaker was the five-year-old because anytime they have a cough, they're in your room, okay? <laughs> Coughing every five minutes because they don't want to sleep alone. Anyway, uh, so yes, like, <laughs> yes. Uh, how has motherhood changed or evolved or had an effect on how you work or the kind of work that you do? Because you do very, I mean, obviously your work is very spiritual, very connected, yeah. very much not of the earth all the time. And neither are babies, right? So how has that kind of shown up in your life? It, it definitely gave me more skin in the game for this mm. birth experience because I have a lot more fears, a lot more anxiety than I did when I was worrying about just myself. Uh, I know that there has been, there have been really a lot of moments where I have been, you know, like just pushed to the max, you know? Like my kid's 10 months and she's lovely. I love hanging out with her. She's super fun. She's like really got like a little personality now. And that's been really rewarding. But there have been moments where I'm just screaming to myself inside. Like I really chose this over my single life. And I know that that's going to be controversial. People are like, what a terrible mom. Um, and there's so, oh my gosh, I've learned so much about mom shame. Um, and I'm like, this, these are real experiences. These are very real feelings. And can we normalize I'm, being a freaking human oh my while we're God, here? Please, <laughs> Like it's, it's super important to the process because if I don't allow myself to accept how I'm feeling the host of depression that comes over, like I had really bad part, postpartum depression that I didn't allow myself to acknowledge because I didn't allow myself to stop. Right. And so if that's a way in which it changed me, it's like, okay, I have to really get present with who I am and what I'm feeling an acceptance for what it is that I'm feeling. Otherwise I, I don't survive out of those yeah. moments. And so it's been super important for me. I've also learned really much, a lot about boundaries. Um, I learned about like what it means. Like my partner is, is so supportive of what it is that I do. 
And so that, to me, that's been paramount without a, a partner who is so supportive of what it is that I'm trying to do. I don't think I'd be able to do at the scale that I could um, do what I'm doing because there was just this moment of when I was about three months in and I was like, I can't like, I feel like I'm losing myself. I'm losing my identity. And I know a lot of moms go through that a lot. Um, but there's this part of me that was like, no, I, I cannot lose what it is that I'm doing. I want to raise a child that doesn't have to heal from her childhood hundred percent, but I also need to remain who I am in order for her to see like this, this is what, you know, like it means to be a strong mother. This is what it means to be a independent person. This is what it means to have some, you know, be someone who has dreams and so on. Um, it's the reason I do this job so I can stay at home with my kid. Um, you know what I mean? So there's all these like choices that you make to sacrifice in order to have a family life that you'd like to have. And at the same time, not sacrificing certain things in order to be able to, to raise them in an environment that they, they can be inspired by, I hope someday. Um, so I'm super thankful for my partner without him making sure like we, we were, we both worked part-time, uh, for the first eight months so that no one, there was never a time where she wasn't with one of us. And Mm -hmm. now we have, um, an in-home nanny that comes part-time in order to give us extra days to work, but I'm still here. Like I'm still, I'm still checking on her every hour. I'm still there. Um, so it's just changed the momentum maybe, but even maybe not because in a lot of ways I've become more inspired by like, ah, okay, well now I'm not just the soul that thinks that I'm just here to do, you know, whatever for myself. Now I need to make sure that the next generation is taken care of as well. And I know that when I've been channeling, my guides have said, she's going to be a really great teacher for me. And I know that children for a lot of people are, um, but getting into a space of learning from her and like seeing how she's expanding me through this process of care, caring for her, learning about how much anxiety I have. Like I had no, no Mm -hmm. one, no mirror to compare to before. And since she's been born, I'm like, dang, like I really have a problem with anxiety. I really have a problem with control. I really have a problem with intrusive thoughts or fear or, you know, whatever it really holds a light to a lot of the, the misgivings and problems that I have, uh, that I need to fix. And, and it puts it on an accelerator. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I know that like, I wasn't me when I had my first baby, I was nowhere near. I was still in the, like, get a job, pay your bills, survive, da, 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 the normal stuff. It wasn't until I had my first child that I was like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What will light me up? How can I be here for him? I know so many people that drop their kids off, have to drop their kids off at daycare after six weeks because they just have no other options. I was like, that's not, I can't, I cannot, I cannot. So that's how I kind of grew into myself. And so I always kind of had this idea, not really guilt, but like, or, or regret, none of that, but it was more like, what if I was me when I had, would things be different? Would I have been able to keep the momentum better? Would I have been able to do, it just cracks you open in ways you never, ever, ever thought you would be. So it does help on one hand to hear that even you (laughs) get cracked open with motherhood. It's just a thing. It's a thing. Like you can't be too evolved to feel the depth of being a a freaking parent and knowing you have to keep this human alive. It's very grounding. And nurture it and make sure it's not screwed up somehow the the same ways that you were screwed up. It's all the things. So I would say that, yes, there are definitely the best teachers. And also, I don't know that I want to learn these things, but I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I mean, and even for people, like, I mean, I was, I was full on single until I was 36 and yeah. not knowing if I could have children. That is a transition, my dear <laughs> full on single all the way to 36. And then now three children, basically. Yeah. Um, most of the time. How did you sleep last night? If you answered anything other than amazing, which is how I slept last night and I'm about to tell you why, then tune in because I have a super awesome product that I'm going to recommend to you guys. It will change your life for the best. What are they? They are cozy earth sheets. Oh my gosh. I slept like a baby last night and I have been every night thanks to cozy earth because they are literally the softest, most luxurious 
best temperature regulating sheets on the planet. It's literally like sleeping on a cloud, you guys. I cannot rave enough. And also Jeffrey is obsessed. He was like, where'd you get these sheets? These are amazing. I was like, I know. If you don't believe me, Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's most favorite things for the last four years in a row. So crazy. So obviously Oprah's a fan. I'm a fan because they're made from super soft viscose from bamboo cozy earth sheets breathe so you can sleep at the perfectly regulated temperature all year round and with thousands of five-star reviews including mine and jeff's it's no wonder that cozy earth sheets have become the bedding of choice for interior designers and celebrities cozy earth even offers a 100 night sleep trial which means you have up to 100 nights to sleep on it wash it Try it out. And if you're not completely in love, just send it back for a full refund. Cozy Earth products are designed to last as well, which means you can rest easy, pun intended, knowing that there's a 10-year warranty. Cozy Earth sheets now also come in four awesome colors for you to check out. So I highly encourage you to go to CozyEarth.com slash in because our audience can now save 35% on Cozy Earth bamboo bedding. You guys, this is a steal, 35%. Go to CozyEarth.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Hurry because this offer will end soon. That's CozyEarth.com slash Vibin. CozyEarth.com slash Vibin. And so to have a whole household and, you know, like the, <laughs> this is why my mantra has been, this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, something that I can be very frank about is that um, my, my, my stepchildren's mother um, has a, a very tumultuous schedule, we'll say. And so our days very often are, do we have the kids or we don't not have the kids? Do we not, have, you know, and going back and forth. So I've had to, to and I'm, so, I've, I noticed, I'm, I'm, I think I'm on the spectrum, which is, is not to say something negative. I think that everybody's on the spectrum in some regard. I don't do well with unexpected change and like, not even like long-term change. I can kind of deal with that, but my, in my own household, that is something I have a hard time with being able to acclimate to the differences of energies, fluctuation of energy in my home. And to not be able to have any control over that is the closest you can get to me to like making me lose my shit. So like knowing that it's, oh, we'll have a very quiet, nope, it's going to be loud and it's going to be messy and it's going to be this, oh, now we have to cook dinner and we have to do this. Like, I love these children. So don't get me wrong, but there's this, this, this moment of like, I can't even control my own household. Like that affects me. That really affects me. And it's like, okay, I thought I was going to be working on this. I'm supposed to record an interview. I'm supposed to do this. Oh, nope. I have to cancel with this client now because we need to go pick people up from school, things like that. And it's been very challenging for me. And in the aspect of like, nothing gets to be the way I want it to be anymore. Like, you know, that little like tantrum you want to throw of like, Ugh, I don't get to have my way anymore, you know? And, <laughs> and I feel like a, you know, stupid ass brat sometimes because I'm, I'm pouting like, you know, down to the, like, this is, a, this is a, an example. And this is going to sound horrible, but I'm just going to- We're here for you, girl. Real. We're going to keep it real. Okay? I support you. you go. Yeah, you go. we appreciate your authenticity. Just keep going. So it's like, I, for me, I need baths to be able to center myself. And to, if I've had a really bad day to be able to, to come back to center. And so um, very often we have a switch of schedules or, you know, whatever. And I, all day, I've been just looking forward to this bath. When I finish with work, shouldn't I brought up for an hour? And I'm going to like get myself together during Veda's nap time, whatever. And we have a switch in schedules and which means that there are you know, our stepchildren, their, their bath time at a certain time. So when I finish work, I come out of my, my dungeon or whatever. And then it's like, oh no, we have to do the kids bath times, which takes an hour or whatever. And I was like, all I was looking forward to was a bath, you know, like quiet time in a bath to release a lot of my, my feelings and emotions and stuff. And I can't have that. And in that moment, it's it, like, I, I threw the worst kind of fit inside of myself. Obviously that nobody got to see that, but I felt so angry because it was like, this is being thrust upon me. And I didn't choose this scenario, if you will, um, not necessarily the children, but the outside circumstances that caused that for them. And I could hear this voice come in and say, you are here to be a safe space for them. And like, I got checked in that moment yeah. because I know that. I, I intend that very much. So I love them for like, we, we spent 
the last week rearranging our entire house so we could give them their own bedrooms. And so I, my office, I'm currently upstairs. We haven't finished the office yet or whatever, but we had just renovated my office downstairs and decided we're going to give them those two rooms and like give them their own space, something that they've never had before, because I love them. And I want them to have those things. I want them to have their safe space. I want them to have access to the things they haven't had access to before. I want to make sure that I am a good shining example in the best way that I can be, even if I'm not their mom. But in that moment, I wanted my fucking bath. Yeah. Because I didn't feel in center. You know what I mean? And so there was, there's this mantra that I've been saying like, okay, this is what we're doing now. This is the way I need to tune myself to readjust, to change when things don't go your way. And I've seen how the universe is ramping it up like in, in very big ways. So we've had to cancel my wedding and our wedding, my wedding, <laughs> um, Only my. And I've done all this planning, <laughs> people coming from Paris and from, you know, Spain and other places or whatever. And two months you know, out, we have this circumstance I can't mention because it's too private for the world. And, um, you know, obviously me and David are great, but this, this other stuff happening going on that has made it extraordinarily hard. And I, I am seeing how the universe is going. Remember that thing we told you neutrality, remember that thing about this is what we're doing now. Let's, let's, let's take it a step further. Let's see how much, how good you can get at this. And part of me feels I'm still obviously trying to heal from whatever this is going on here, but there's this, this resentment that comes with the change of plans that I don't get what I want now. This is not happening on my timeline. This is, you know, the, the linear aspect of our lives where we look forward to something. Um, I recognize that my postpartum depression I had put into wedding planning. So I'm having to do the physical, real grieving of time. I didn't allow myself to process what was going through me emotionally through my healing process. I had a really traumatic birth. That was, I can't even talk about without crying. Didn't Um, you do a podcast episode about that? I did. I did. I did one privately on Patreon uh, behind the the wall. I said, I'll talk about it one time. Yeah. And then that's it. So go to her Patreon if you want yeah. to go to her story. Patreon. We're not going to make I wanted to cry, plug it, but yeah. she wants to cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, it was, it was so much. And so I put all of my in, in emotions in this traumatic experience into looking forward to something else, yep. not dealing with what I was going through there, because instead of being in the mindset of this is what we're doing now, adjust the sales. I wanted to essentially reinforce something new into the reality that I was experiencing and not acknowledging how I was actually feeling in the moment. And so what I, what I mentioned earlier, the motherhood thing has really forced me in this long year process to figure out, okay, here I am, this kind of spiritual being as we all are. Um, and I'm supposed to quote unquote, supposed to be this spiritual leader. And I can't figure out how to get my human shit together when everything is crumbling around me and the world is going to shit before our very eyes. And I, I'm trying to figure out how do I adjust my sails to go in the direction in which the wind is blowing. You go to the place of neutrality. Like this is all perspective. There is no suffering if we don't assign suffering to meaning, like to that to that particular instance. Obviously, pain is very real, and I'm not going to gaslight anybody out of that. But what I'm saying is, is that in those moments, the suffering that we cause ourselves, at least, is from us not shifting our perspective from us not coming to a place of neutrality and saying, you know what, like this external circumstance feels painful, but you know, I I could assign it and say, this is for my expansion. This is helping me grow. This is be helping me become more loving. This is helping me become more flexible. This is helping me become better at whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing. And if I can let go of what I think should be happening during this particular time and go with where the flow was happening, I can release a lot of that um, resistance and come into a real final place of surrender. And so while I'm not there yet, (laughs) I'm, I'm watching it happen before my very eyes, instead of becoming a judger, I'm an observer of what's happening in my own life. And that to me is the true power of coming into that space of neutrality is like, can I observe this without judging it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would even, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Kelsey. I was you have good say, internet right now. You go, Oh, Ooh, I have good internet take, Let me take advantage. It while, it, while it can happen. <laughs> so as a friend, I would say to you that it's, I don't know if this is in your blind spot or if you've been realizing it lately, but it's about the judgment that you're placing on yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And you don't need to yeah. do that anymore. Because I feel like it's too much pressure to expect yourself to be like, oh, I'm this spiritual teacher. So I should be spiritually perfect. And also like, I should have my shit together in the 3D, even though we're all here trying to figure it out. And also like, if I don't have control of my life, then that means something bad about me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, hundred percent. so I just want to be that little birdie in your ear. And next time you have this reminder, you can think of me like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to release judgment of myself mm-hmm. and my life. What yeah. if I didn't need to judge myself right now that I could, that I'm having a tantrum inside? What if yeah. I didn't need to judge myself that a part of me is sad that my singlehood is gone? What if I didn't have to judge myself that all these crazy things are happening to me, you know, cause it's easy when you're so, um, spiritually inclined to start to make use your spirituality against yourself and be like oh how did I manifest these things I can't believe we're still here I thought I already healed this and you go into like these loopholes and it's too much so as your friend I just want to help take some pressure off and relieve (laughs) the judge the judge thank you thank you I will say like I I know that in when I when I was single or before I had kids like it was easier for me to get to that space because Mm. I wasn't responsible for anyone And that to me, that's the hard part. So it is a good reminder because that is the hard part when you're responsible for people. It's like you, you, when you have those failing moments, it affects someone in in a big way besides yourself. And so that, that criticism, that's why they say mom guilt is very real. And I've experienced it to, to nth degrees because there's this part of you that's like, I, I'm, I don't want to fuck anybody's life up. It's okay if I fuck my life up, but if I, because I remember one moment, um, and the, one of my worst moments of motherhood, worst, I say this in quotes because I just, just had a, a baby. Uh, so hormones are going all crazy. I had just had a very traumatic birth where I almost died. And I remembered most of it. Um, I just, I had been in extraordinary pain, sleep deprivation. Um, my child was not processing milk very well. Didn't know uh, at the time. So she was extremely constipated. So she's screaming all hours of the night. And it was maybe the second week, her second week. And I remember her laying on the bed and me just screaming, what do you want? Like losing. You're making me flashback. (laughs) It just like, not like she's screaming at the top of her lungs. And I'm like, what do you want? I don't know. You know, like I'm, I literally had a mind break. This exact moment happened to me what the heck I, I had to put, he was scre- brand new baby. First baby had to put yeah. him down. I was holding him. Nothing was working. I just put him on the, I put him on the floor right in front of me. Mm-hmm. He's just crying. I'm just staring at him. I'm like, I don't, I just, fr- um, what do you want? Gross. I don't know what to do. And my husband, luckily within like 30 seconds, he knew the baby was crying. He came, he comes out and he's like, do you want me to take over? And I was like, I got to get out of here. I, and I just yeah. like, I went into another room. I just couldn't you just cannot for one your, more your minute. Your sensory system cannot calculate at a certain point. I mean, it was at four in the morning. She'd been crying for two hours. My scar was bleeding. Like, like I was in immense pain, like having to carry her. My mm-hmm. boobs are leaking, like all kinds of stuff. And you just feel broken. Obviously the last two years have been extra crazy and I think you all can relate that to some level, you're probably feeling beaten down by anxiety, stress, poor sleep due to all the uncertainty in the world. And if you're a working parent, you've had extra difficulty of keeping your kids occupied 24-7 while trying to work from home, plus all the other things that life has to offer these days, not an easy task. So if you're feeling exhausted and burnt out, just know that you are not alone But the question is, what can we do to enhance our mental wellness and recapture our zest for life? One critical thing I'm advising all my family and friends to do is take magnesium breakthrough daily. Here's why. Stress and anxiety deplete your magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels then contribute to more anxiety. It's a vicious cycle. By supplementing with magnesium breakthrough, you can break that cycle because you'll be getting seven unique forms of organic full spectrum magnesium for stress relief and better sleep all in one bottle. Taking magnesium breakthrough will help you to experience more energy, stronger bones, healthy blood pressure, less irritability, a calmer mood, 
reduced muscle cramping, even fewer migraines. And because it supports mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can help you finally feel yourself again. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and energy levels and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for our listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash vibin and use code vibin during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. That's mag, M-A-G, breakthrough.com slash vibin and use code vibin. Yep. And here I am in this moment and I, and I, and I lost it. And like, obviously I didn't do anything to her right. away from me far enough. I wasn't like in her ears or anything like that, but I'm losing it. And I, and then what happens? The guilt washes over you. Yep. Like I'm a terrible mom. I'm horrible at this. I'm never going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. The whole thing. And I, I remember stepping away from that situation, super resentful, like David, my partner, you should be staying up with the baby. There should be in no way me having to stay up with this child after I did all the work. Um, but you know, I, my boobs are the source of food. So now I'm responsible for that too. So there's just all this like judgment and guilt and resentment. And it is kind of like the, the extreme, obviously extreme example of those things. And I remember stepping away from that maybe a week later. And I was feeling so ashamed of just like how I had reacted, how I had responded. And I thought, no, no we're not going down that road. No, no, no. Look at all the things that I have, I had had to go through and I survived. And in that moment I was due for something (laughs) to happen. So we're not going to do that. So I found myself very often going in and out of those kind of moments. Like you have those little moments of judgment. Um, and I'm doing it right now. Like during this moment of time, I'm having these little tantrums of like, things should be this way and why aren't things like that and and trying to be so conscientious that those expressions energetically don't affect the children and make them feel like they're not a part of our home or that I'm upset that they're here or whatever. That level of conscientiousness, you have to almost kind of divide and be like, I'm here. I love you. And I may not be doing very well. I'm not going to lie to you, but I'm also not going to make you feel like you know, there's, well, it's your fault. You know what I mean? Like and there's that's, such a yeah. consciousness there. And that's what I was going to say before, which was, I definitely have those moments where, you know, they're just around all the time, all the time. I don't, I don't, it, I lock my door because moments. they will come in, in, yes. in the middle of a podcast, they will, but, but in the moments, let's use the bath as an example, right? Um, if they actually use our bathtub to take a bath because it's bigger and, um, they can all, the little ones can play and all these things. And I could easily, I know I have a million examples of my own in my real life, but I could easily be like, well, that's my bath, bro. You're sleeping in my bed. I need my sleep. But at the same time, I immediately, it's almost like a knee jerk reaction for me. And this is where my trauma comes in handy. I think because I look back at like all these moments when I was a kid and I'm like, look what I'm able to provide I'm almost rewriting in a way rewriting Mm -hmm. my nonsense with a little moment of happiness or contentment or fulfillment right that I'm able to give them (laughs) and I know because I do this I look back at my childhood all the time I know if they look back at this moment they're going to feel good and they're going to feel like they were taken care of and so maybe that's something you can do because that's definitely what's helped me go from like me taking my stuff, bro. <laughs> Two, oh my God, look how nurtured you feel. And look how, you know, look how you're going to remember this moment. I want to be that memory of their happiness. And I, I won't always be, but if I can help it, I will be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that energy is so important. And I, can I be real? <laughs> yeah. I think energy is so important. And I know it is. And I know that your mood has an energetic wave to it. And when you enter a room, your energy comes with you and children are geniuses at picking this up. And I don't always do it. My husband doesn't always do it, but as much as I possibly can, I want to bring in that energy. And so for me, that, that helps me. And I'm trying to help my husband do it because he doesn't, I mean, he does, but he, he doesn't go there first. And I feel like I, I've gotten to the point where I go there first. I'm like, what's your energy? (laughs) bring that good energy. Cause the kids know, you know, like yeah. if you, you could put on a smile, but if you're in a shitty mood, they'll feel that they'll feel that. And so that's been something that we've been really trying to work on is just 
you know, shifting in that way. But um, yeah, if you can be that source of happiness or nurturing or comforting for them, you know, I read this quote, it said, your kids don't need perfect. They just need you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's no a nice little perfect. reminder. <laughs> yeah, In a way, I'm going to be perfect. <laughs> I, I like that quote. So I'm obviously not a mother yet, but I've thought about this a lot because I anticipate the anxiety. I'm already very anxious on my, my like lonesome journey of singlehood up until this point. <laughs> it's been anxious. I'm like, oh God, when I'm a mom, I've got to be a mess, right? <laughs> and the pressure that you're describing, it makes sense, right? Like there was pressure before to be perfect or be the best or whatever. And now it's like multiplied by a million when yeah. you have these people depending on you and you want to make sure that no matter what, like you don't fuck them up. Like, especially when you're in the healing industry, you're like, oh, I yeah. don't want them to end up like Everything. as, as one of my clients or in therapy, <laughs> but I feel like here's, here's what I've done when I future pays about this. And I start to worry about that. I just think like, well, I was in therapy and I'm fine. Like if they mm. have to go to therapy, they're going to be okay. They'll be stronger for it. They'll get through it. It's almost like when you try to offer someone a discount because you aren't, um, Cause you're trying to be compassionate, but kind of what you're doing energetically is saying like, I don't believe in your abundance. It's mm-hmm. kind of like doing that to your kids. Sometimes when you try so hard to make sure that nothing bad happens to them, it's like almost, almost, I'm not saying that you do this consciously, but it's almost like, as if you're saying yeah. you don't believe in their resilience or their growth or their capacity to handle like what they signed up for. So I think knowing that they're going to get through it just fine, just how you got through it just fine. And they're going to grow from that and heal from that. And taking some of the responsibility off of you to do it just right, to do it perfect every single time. And just know like, I'm doing my best and I'm being authentic and I'm doing what's best for me too, because they're going to use that and model that. I think that is what helps my future self when I relate to my momness of like, oh man, that's going to be so much pressure to try not to F them up. But like, we all get effed up. Sometimes you got to go to therapy. It's We're a okay. spectrum of fuckery, really. <laughs> exactly. There's a spectrum. Probably yeah. your kids are going to be very low on the spectrum because you're a very conscious person and you're parenting in a very mindful way. So that's the yeah. best. You know, it's that's very best true. case scenario right there. And it is a well. double-edged sword. I saw this red table talk. Hey, Will Smith and Kevin Hart. They did an episode <laughs> together where they both were like, I had so much trauma as a kid that I feel like I might have overshot it and tried to you know, bubble wrap my kids a little bit too much. And now I'm at the point where they feel like they can just get anything or like they feel like they not get everything handed to them, but they don't know what it looks like to get punched. You know, they don't know. That's what Kevin Hart used that example. He doesn't know what it, what it feels like to be punched in the face. <laughs> Weird example, but okay. I love Kevin Hart. But I, I know I love him, but I totally understand that. It's such a fine line that you have to like walk but it's not super difficult I think Kelsey's right you know if you just keep in the mindset of like keep them alive I'm doing my best that's number one keep them alive (laughs) keep them alive keep them fed you know keep them a little messed up in the brain they'll make it they'll make it for people who have stepchildren there's definitely a different dynamic because you're not their parent yeah and And you have another person that you have to bounce off of and co-parent with and it can so there are things I can't say yeah things I can't do and there are ways in which I, I need, I have to behave extra sugary to mm-hmm. offset what's happening on the other yeah. end. Um, and so I'm not as concerned. I, I guess I'm not as concerned with my own daughter about messing her up because <laughs> I have, um, and not, not because I care about her less, obviously, but like, I, I, I know her, you like, know her, she was, you can take more me. liberties with her. Right. She's like, yours. I, like <laughs> there's this direct like connection here. Like it's very different. Um, and I, and I, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself at the beginning to, to make it like they were my children and it's like energetically, but that just, that just doesn't happen. Uh, some people may have that connection. <clears throat> they're, they're smaller right now. So maybe when they're older, a bit. but, um, I was the, the pressure I was putting on myself to try to show up like their mother. And it's like, I don't have to do that. I need to show up as an adult who can care for them. And Mm -hmm. so at some point we'll come to that place. And I, and I do love them very much, like very much. So, um, and I, and I, you know, I hope when they're older, they'll hear this and know that I I try, I'm working actively to make sure that I'm a really good example in their life. Um, what they are teaching me and it's not even them, it's by proxy, right? It's by what's happening outside of them. That's going on. It's telling, it's teaching me about flexibility and about how to love through 
the pain, how to be acceptance of changes. Like me and my partner, you know, like let's take it off the kids. Let's talk about relationship with our partner. Um, that kind of support, how to lean on each other properly in certain circumstances when external stuff is going on, when to push through and when to wane, like when to say, you know what, actually this is a boundary for me or, you know, you know what I mean? Like learning those things about each other has been really, um, expansive for our relationship. And in times it's made it really hard. You know, we don't have really any fights except around one particular topic that has to do with nothing about us. And so that, that challenge to me shows me the longevity of the relationship, but something that I'm working on personally. And what I keep coming back to is that neutrality. Like if Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a place where I felt super indignant about someone's behavior, you know, I wouldn't suffer. Is he British? (laughs) (laughs) Your indignance is British. I love it. Um, if I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the same level of anger of upsetness of unfairness of, you know, whatever. Um, there's this kind of, there's this Reddit thread that I found about step parents and the frustration that they experience because of always having to deal with someone that's outside of your own home. And, you know, I don't even deal with my family like that, you know, to have to like have inner interaction with someone constantly that you're not dating (laughs) or you're not married to, you know, and to try to find the balance between that and something that was really interesting that, um, I found a lot of peace in, and I don't, I can't even remember who was telling me this, but it was probably my dad, which is shocking that this would come from my father, but he said something to the effect of like, if someone were to, someone was treating you this way, you have to know that they, they've probably gone through, like, he didn't say it this way, but some pretty fucked up stuff. Yeah. And they're going through a lot of pain, hurt people, hurt people, that kind of explanation. And for my my own response is like, if someone is doing to this, to these kids, blah, 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 they should, you know, pay the ultimate price. Um, But knowing what I know without saying so many things, um, I know that this person has, has dealt with an insurmountable of amount of pain and to try to extend the level of grace. Like I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't have to be anybody's angel. Let's, let's just put that there first. I don't have to extend that kind of grace to anyone, but there's this inside of me, this little, little glimmer, the crack opening that, that children do to you, this little part of me that goes, you should extend grace here. Like this is unfair. This person is acting out in ways that is hurting you and your family, but you should extend grace here because this person has gone through so many things that I would never wish upon myself or my children or them as well. And, and in that I get to learn how to have a bigger heart. I get to learn how to have more grace for those circumstances. I get to be like, I watched David go through so much of that stuff with his own family, like even his own, own family, his blood family. And I go, how do you deal with these people? Cause I'm so justice oriented that like, I don't, I don't have that. I have like, someone should know. And this is what should, you know, like I'm the person, they always say that the best couples are, there's one person who complains to the waiter and the other person that doesn't say anything like that is every dynamic. And I'm the person that would complain to the waiter and say, this is what needs to be done. I'm not that person. So I, I felt fine very much so that in those circumstances, he goes, Hey, we don't have to say anything. Like saying something doesn't actually do anything or change the circumstance. And I'm like, the fuck it doesn't. <laughs> like, so I'm learning more from him how to be. And, yeah. and even though it can be frustrating and it's not the most pleasant experience at times, um, it is helping me understand, you know, how, how to neutralize my energy in those circumstances that can be so difficult in order to like used to mention earlier about energy. And it was like, if I wasn't holding all this resentment, you know, like this resentment of these feelings of like, what should Was be that fair? French? What now you're French. Resentment <laughs> actually is a, is a term in philosophy where they talk about it is resentment essentially, but, um, <laughs> it, they, they term it as a noun essentially. They lost it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> just just that your storytelling <laughs> gives me the giggles, not it's just, the circumstance. It's I just, just think you're best. a great storyteller. Thank you. Um, but there's, there is that it's like a noun, it's this energy of resentment of feeling, you know, and, and so when little shit happens, it makes us pop off because we've been holding something for a while. And you want to talk about children being geniuses of energy. Like, I mean, just in general, like all of us, like you can step on a call and go, "Mm, something's not right. You know, when your partner comes home from work and they're like, oh, I'm fine. And you're like, 
bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit those kinds of things. So if we're holding on to that kind of energy, that's not a state of neutrality because we're still thinking something should happen. And if that's the case, then like, there is no faking it. Like there is no walking into a room and checking your energy. They'll still feel it. And so I, I started to recognize this and this, this to me is the most powerful thing I have learned. So I enjoy my sleep as most people do. And I noticed that on my nights when I have Veda, that if I am in a hurry to get her to sleep, she will not go to bed. Yep. She will not go to bed. She is like the most alive and awake she's ever been in her whole life that night. And if I, if I come to the, the table with the energy of you take as long as you need, I'm here. You can relax. She goes to sleep like that. And so I've been playing with it. Like the energy of that, of going like, not every, well, obviously not every night goes very well. Um, but like there will be some mornings I wake up or in, you know, two or three in the morning and she's up and I go in there. Hello, bun bun. That's her nickname. Um, and, and so excited to see her and happy. And she just feels relaxed in my energy. And I thought like, all she wants right now is to be close to me. And what about that makes me so mad? It's because yep. I can't have my sleep right now. It's the, you know, me essentially negating my new mantra of this is what we're doing now. Like I'm getting up, I'm waking up. This is who I'm here to be with. And I know that in some past life or something, I, I must have lost a child pretty early um, because I often hear you would have fought for these moments, like to have these moments, the waking up in the middle of the night to be with this person. And so, and I hear all the time, you know, like, and that's, what's been kind of checking a lot of my attitude in some of those moments. Um, but when I, when I come with that to the table with that kind of energy, she goes straight to sleep. There are some amazing doctors out there, but really the only ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. No more wasting time hunting down Aunt Shirley's cash-only chiropractor or the dentist your coworker recommended who's out of network because that is super frustrating. So luckily, ZocDoc is here to save the day. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. In my experience, ZocDoc saves you a lot of time and struggle because it's just the easiest way to find local doctors who take your insurance, who are available when you need them, and you can even use it to book your appointment online. So find the doctor that is right for you and works with your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I'm one of them. Also, I got my dad hooked on ZocDoc because we've been moving a lot. All of us in the family have been moving, so we need new doctors for everything. And I've got everyone hooked on it because it's really the easiest, fastest way to find a great doctor who takes your insurance. So you can't beat it. Also, it's free. Go to ZocDoc.com slash V-I-B-I-N and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for the top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Vibin, ZocDoc dot com slash Vibin. And so- And then you just want to hold her longer. And that's what happens to me. Like, I'm just like, you know, it's like, like, do I have to put you down? Happy. Something that I then noticed recently is that- um, when David is ready to put her to sleep, it's time to go to bed or whatever. He'll, he'll hold her. It's just his energy. He does nothing mm-hmm. different. It's his energy. And immediately she's, you know, she's reaching for me Mom! and like, she's not like a, a mommy's girl. Like she, she likes us equally, you know? Um, and she'll, she just wants to come to me. And we like, he's like, I can't understand that. And I'm like, because I'm not trying to rush her to sleep. She feels that like, I'm like, Hey, like whatever you want. And then she immediately lays down on me and starts sucking her thumb. And so I've kind of just in a comedic way, almost championed that and saying like, okay, energetically, this is how I need to come to the table. If I want different results. Makes sense. You know, the whole, what's your resist persist? Because if you come Uh at it from, please sleep now, please sleep now. I need my sleep. It's just like that energy that doesn't yield results like in general, but (laughs) I actually want to go back to 
when you were talking about the different parts of you, like how you really identify with like your justice part, which I think mm-hmm. is like awesome because I don't have that a lot. Um, <laughs> and the versus like the grace part, let's, let's say for perspective's sake, if they were opposite, right? Grace mm-hmm. and justice. It's, it's interesting that you don't feel that you are like super connected to your grace yet, because when you're talking about that, I was seeing like the part of you that is pure grace behind you, like very <laughs> largely and activated, almost like tapping on your shoulder, like in every single instance that's happening to you, giving you the opportunity to be in touch with her and like get to know that part of you because you've already mastered the justice, right? Okay. We've been there. We've done that. You're super good at it. You got it going on. So now (laughs) it's like this phase chapter of your life is your opportunity to explore the grace and like Mm -hmm. drop into that perspective and that part of you and everything else. When you can access that, it fades away without you needing to push it away, um, change it away, manipulate it away. So less resistance. Exactly. So I would just think of each like frustrating moment as like, oh, this is Grace, like wanting me to step into her. And like, this is my opportunity to really embody that part of myself that I haven't explored much. And this is reminding me a lot of like, I had a journey similar to this with my sadness. And I didn't know that there was a part of me that's always sad, like all the time until I did a lot of parts work and I was exploring all these things. And when I could start to embody that through dance movement, the ways that I process sadness, it wasn't a problem for me anymore. It wasn't hard anymore. It became like sort of mastery and like getting to know all the different parts of me. So I just feel like this is your chapter of like stepping into your grace and I'm here for it. A hundred percent. Grace is so important. And, you know, being a person of color, like there's always like something in your life has, that has reminded you of that kind of justice theme, like things looking unfair from certain perspectives and so on. And I've I've made my peace with that. You know, I made my peace with that part of myself and and areas in which I've been completely and wholly justified in my needing for justice. Um, But a hundred percent in the space now where I've waved into what does it look like to offer grace? Like the world is in a space right now where they just want to watch everything burn. Yep. And we're so like, so-and-so did something wrong. Me, 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 me. You know, like we're so like ready, like, like with the pitchforks to ha, like burn someone down. And what we need more of is grace in this particular time. And so you're, you're hundred percent right, Kelsey, like the, the moments of not hopping to what I know to be right, what I know I need to be doing, um, that comes easy to me to extend grace. I've, I've had to do more of it than I'd like to in my life, but to, to, to really hone in and, and champion that energy, uh, has been something that for sure has been in the parading energy of what universe is trying to teach right now for a lot of people coming in hot. Yeah. I hope more people, I think we need it. Like how you said, yeah, I think people need to take this invitation. I know I will. Like, I know I, I'm not the most graceful person. <laughs> well, not, it's not it's not my default, okay? <laughs> but it's, you know, I would like to invite more of that. Because I think who does, who, it's good for everyone. Yeah, yeah, and don't feel like you need to do it for everyone else. Like, do it for yeah. you. Like, yeah. how does it feel in your body to be in the perspective of grace versus like the justice, you know, mm-hmm. in certain circumstances? Depends. It depends, it depends yeah. right? It depends on the moment. <laughs> the but immediate feeling those- is like instant gratification. But then afterwards, <laughs> you're like, probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like another way to play with energy. But I think, I think grace is coming in hot for a lot of people and it'll yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Kelsey, do you feel like you um, embody more grace by default rather than the fire and pitchfork justice piece? <laughs> if I was going to give it like a percentage, yeah, I would probably yeah, I say think so. I'm in grace like majority, like high majority, like 75 to 80%. Justice for me is like, you have to get me real riled up to be like in that place. Because <laughs> usually yeah. like there's other people in my life like, how you were saying, like how you and your husband compliment each other. There's other people in my life who would be better suited to that. So I'll just leave it to yeah. them. I'm like, hey, yeah, call this person and tell them what's up. Can you make this happen? Can you be the more assertive? Usually See, I'm just is- like, oh, they might be having a bad day. Or like, sometimes I'll be on the phone with like a representative and my fiance just looks at me like, why are you being so nice to this person? Like they are not doing their yeah. job. And I'm just like, 
I don't know. We're just making small talk. Like she's trying to help me. I think, I don't know if she's able, but like, he'll just look at me and get so frustrated. And I'm just like, the restaurant Sorry. example is perfect because the restaurant I'm, example. I'm the one that would like my eggs are obviously not cooked right. Abel, can you please tell the waiter? Like I'm the one that <laughs> tell him to do it, but he has no inclination. He's like, just get you, are you sure you don't want to just eat them? I'm like, no, I do not want to eat these, but you have to tell him because I'm also like super shy, but I'm also very riled up. So I mean, it's it happens it all combo. the time. We have, we have aspects in our life every day where we get to choose <laughs> one or the other. And I feel like they're, they're not necessarily opposites, but it, for this example, it, it yeah. works. Um, we were at a restaurant last week and uh, the lady had recommended uh, some something that was really, really terrible. Mm. Um, they cooked it wrong. It was a whole thing. And I was like, I do not want to eat this. So when she came back very kindly, I asked her, hey, um, this is not a cup of tea. Can I get something different? Um, but David will not, he'll just yeah. eat it and, and just suffer. Eat it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's necessarily grace either, because I mean, in, in that you're, you may be denying your own desires, but in, for this example, in moments where very much so like, you know, things, I think it has more to do with what emotionally charges you. Mm-hmm. I don't get emotionally charged over a bad salmon sandwich, you know, like it's like, right. okay, I, I get emotionally charged over really bad service because I work in the service industry. So if I've been working for, um, you know, God, like 20 years as a photographer, uh, in the service industry. And I see that someone doesn't do well in the service industry when I take so much time to yep. be so graceful and, and extend that to other people when it's not extended to myself, that makes me emotionally triggered. And so those are areas where I can work definitely on more grace, um, where justice is needed. You know, someone needs to be st- stood up for. I saw some kid bullying another kid. And I was like, I was just going to say, wait till someone messes with your kid at school. Cause oh, that, I've don't. never seen my husband be more assertive and aggressive than when like he was talking to the principal. He's like, but did you know this? Because he's been getting messed with. <laughs> it just like went off. And I'm like, yeah, tell him. I'm worried for myself during that particular time <laughs> because my, my, my stepdaughter, she has this little girl who's supposed to be her friend and mm-hmm. who is not her friend. And we had her over for sleepover. And I was like, this girl's like a friend of me kind of bully kind of girl. Yeah, oh, and no. so I kind of kept my eye on her while she was at our house. And so there was a moment, oh, it broke my heart. There was a moment she came home and I just felt something was wrong. And so I asked her, you know, Hey, like how was school? Are you doing okay? And she was like, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not like the, the like, it was weird how she said it. I'm not the, the loudest kid at school. And I don't really you know, talk as much. And so people don't really want to talk to me. And, and I just asked her a couple more questions. I don't know what, if they were the right questions or if she's just ready to spill, but she just broke open in his, in hysterical crying and fell to the floor and said that this little girl was in there saying something about how you just think you're the perfect little princess. And I'm going to tell everybody not to play with you. And I'm blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I had this moment where I was like, this is not my child but I'm about to burn that lady's house. Down. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously not really. Um, but there was there's this, this moment of feeling like, you know, we let her into our home and we did this and whatever. And, and I know my, my stepdaughter, she just, she's so, she wants everybody to be happy and she wants so much that like, okay, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. She's, she's watching, you know, she's watched the separation of her parents and watched, you know, like she's been parentified almost and taking care of her younger brother. And I see as another oldest child, like those, some of those themes, you know, kind of correlate. And I'm going, I, 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 I want to extend the maximum amount of grace to you, her, um, in her situation to care for her and hug her and wipe her tears and extend myself in that way. And then at the same time, yeah. Whoop up on Grace for you, <laughs> justice for them. <laughs> the sense of neutrality saying, I can't fight her battle for her. Yeah. yeah. Like she needs to be able to do that for herself and in an energy, just in an energy of just saying, Hey, I'm here. This is a safe space. I'm here for you. If you need anything, um, you know, like you can open yourself up to me, like energetically that, that is what, that is the purpose, right? Like, that's what we're here for, especially, um, not even as moms, like as people, like just to open yeah. ourselves up to be in a safe space, to not judge, to be neutral, to not advise, to not tell what they should do or whatever, just to be there. And that to me, that to me is the ultimate act of grace, you know, like to be in that space of, I don't judge you. I accept you as you are. You're safe here. Um, I guarantee you, know, but- you, we would all be able to do that if 
one thing just happened, which is everybody's experience is valid. Yeah. We're, we keep trying to quantify everyone's experience. And I think yeah. that is where most of the rift happens. I think, I mean, I don't know, but in my experience, it's in my get experience in my experience it's been like okay but this happened to me okay but this is how my life is okay but mine is worse than yours why are we doing that it's it's, so I had a channel about this actually the other day where spirit had said uh, it is almost like a kind of like a defect in our our human humanity Mm. essentially that in our gene uh chromosome aberration whatever in order to continue to improve ourselves as a species, in order to evolve, we, we have this level of desire to want to be superior to another person. It's a way to quantify and validate our own experiences. Our, We've been our doing that since exists. the dawn of time. Exactly. And it's where patriarchy comes from. It's where racism comes from. It's where like the host of other pro- war, like why is the biggest country on earth like wanting this little tiny slice of land, you know, like th- things like that, the insecurity of always wanting to be superior to, to mark, marcate our, our existence, that it's valid. And so in that, actually I talked the channel where I just had on our, our show, uh, he said, because we exist in this physical realm and in, in polarity, like the player will never get anybody kind of on the same page for anything. And that's kind of the point that the, the the existence here is to polarize us in order to help us expand faster. The problem, I guess, if you call it a problem, is that the incitement of I'm better or worse than you, or like, this is why my circumstances is blah, 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 versus another person <clears throat> is the, this process of us trying to quantify ourselves better or worse than someone else. And it's where our self-comparison comes from. It's so funny. We will fight to tell someone we're worse than someone. We'll fight to tell someone we're better than someone, depending on the circumstances. My trauma was worse than yours. I'm more fucked up than you are. And it's like, it's weird. It's, it's still a competition for superiority in context. And so it is the way in which our, like, according to the spirit channel, uh, our humanity exists. It's the way we've been able to evolve so far, but it's a, it's an old standing program that doesn't work for our awareness now. Like our awareness today is like, yeah, that don't make sense to do this this way anymore. It did for however many eons because that's what we needed survival of the fittest, but we are now very fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we no longer need to I'm survive. I'm not fit, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got your meaning. I got it. I got it. <laughs> but we, but we, need, we need that and, or we had needed that and we no longer need it. And now yeah. that we live in a day and age where we have the type of connections that we've never had before the awareness that we're able to bring to the table is, is vast in comparison to what we've had. And so those old running ideas are going to probably run out pretty soon. Word. Boom. I like it. I think this is a good pause moment to head to the Patreon. If you have a couple more minutes, cause we could chat all day <laughs> that much as a parent, I think. <laughs> so going. I would say um, any final thoughts, that you want to put into people's earbuds before we wrap it up and then what do we need to hear yeah tell them how they can subscribe to your show and where they can go to find everything awesome in your world yay um so the last thought is you know adopt the mantra this is what we're doing now this is to me it's the hardest and best lesson that i've ever acclimated um if you can be in a space of flexibility and grace (laughs) then you can move in the way in which the universe is trying to help you flow. Uh, you'll have less resistance. You'll have more magical experiences that I can, I can attest to. Um, there would just be so much less stress in your life and you'll have, you know, less muscle tone from trying to <laughs> wriggle things the other way. Um, it's some, it, it is, it is a choice. It is our perspective. So if that would be the, the best thing I can offer today, but besides that you can find me at the and then you can join my Patreon to see all of our behind the scenes content at patreon.com slash the lovely Additionally, you can join our mystery school, which has been a bomb ass time, uh, for anybody who's into the mystical arts and trying to learn more about themselves and their gifts. So yay. Thanks for yay. being here. You're great. Thanks for having me. So fun. We're going to head over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash high vibe where we post all our extended episodes to get even more juicy goodness from all of us. So we'll be over there on the other side of the veil. We love you guys. Have a great week. Lindsay, need to say anything? 
I do need to say something. Yeah. <laughs> I could say tell. It. I'm yes. like, <laughs> um, well, I do want to ask you guys your advice on the Patreon. Um, because I don't know if I handled it correctly, but I just need to know what you two beautiful spiritual uh current and future mamas have to say about my situation. Also, um, oh, I do have something. So I got new toolkits in my membership and I created Fun. this. They're basically like these, exactly what it sounds like. They're many little toolkits. Like if you're feeling stuck on a problem, if you're feeling like you want to expand your spirituality, if you're feeling like you want to manifest the is S-H-I-T out of your life, these little honed toolkits are perfect month long. They're basically each a month long to really hammer that down. So um, join the membership at lindsayrobinson.com and check out the toolkits because it's brand new and I haven't really talked about it that much. So I thought this would be a great time. Boom. Toolkits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patreon. Okay. We're going. Bye guys. Love you. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our high vibe in it community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe every week, we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes. If you want to be also in the loop that way and be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.